going on, everybody? This is the Already Home Podcast. I am Scoots Bronson, and um, this episode, there will be no game once again. I'm solo. Um, I can't really speak on everything that's going on. I don't really have his blessing, too, but when he gets back, we'll see if he want to talk about it or not. Uh, so, um, before we get into the um, episode, man, make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys share with a friend. Um, if you haven't left a comment or anything like that, let us know something. Please leave a comment. Tell us how we doing. And if your podcast platform that you usually listen to this on has a rating system, man, uh, give us a rating, man. You know what I'm saying? That actually helps other people find us. And on top of that, man, you know what I'm saying? You're doing us a big favor by, uh, getting us on the charts. So, um, man... A lot of bullshit been going on, man. Antonio Brown, this motherfucker here, boy. He got a lot of shit going on, man. Um, everybody already kind of knows about what's going on with Antonio Brown as far as uh, the moves that were made during the offseason. I'm sorry, the preseason. I'm going to say offseason. During the preseason. Um, but recently, man, uh, actually today, I believe, he actually quit football. He retired, I guess, you could say retired. Maybe he just quit. Uh, he let out a, um, a statement on Twitter saying that uh, he will not be playing NFL football again. Um, so maybe he'll go to the Canadian League or maybe he'll do like uh, the AAFL the or whatever. I don't know if that shit's still going on or if they'll do that again. But, you know, maybe he'll go to Arena Football or something. But... He definitely said that uh, he won't be playing for the NFL anymore. Um, allegations came out with uh, Antonio Brown about uh, some sexual assault. I, I believe it's two different allegations. Um, and then in the midst of everything, he came out, uh, ended up on the Patriots. Week one, he couldn't play because of the, uh, the trade or the pickup. I guess he, you know, everything had to be approved or whatever. And then week two came out, showed his ass, uh, had some great numbers. And then week three, man, they just let him go. And, the, you know, the New England Patriots, I would figure, would be a team that would kind of show him some love, you know what I'm saying, uh, with the with them having Spygate and um, what's the other one, Deflategate. Uh, they they had some players who had, like, doping scandals and shit, so – you know, I figured that they would actually take a chance on him. Um, seeing how they didn't, you know, uh, I, I kind of understand Antonio Brown, man. I, I really get where he's coming from. Uh, you know, you, he's one of those guys who he has a chance to really, uh, he got a chance to really change uh, the league right now. And he got a chance to change the mind of fellow NFL players in the league. Um, the NBA has a, a special thing with their athletes to where their athletes actually get the chance to brand themselves. Like, they actually have, like, shoes. They got, you know what I'm saying, like, a, a bunch of sponsors with, with different companies and shit like that. To whereas you don't really see a bunch of NFL players in that predicament. Like, you don't really have a NFL player that really has, like, shoes that everybody's looking forward to. They have cleats. But they don't actually have, like, fucking shoes, which to me is, is 
wild as shit because it's so I, I think that it would be a lot of money like if Odell Beckham had a pair of like fucking like walking shoes or running shoes that shit would be awesome you know what I'm saying like or, or if uh if maybe if Tom Brady had a pair of like Asics or something I don't know or if he had like his own shoe that would be pretty cool um yeah I just hated on Tom Brady um he went to Michigan man I don't fuck with him but uh <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, man, you, you really don't get a chance to, you know, really get to know these guys. Like, you could follow them on social media and shit like that, but it's still not the same as, like, following a LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, in the NFL, it's all about the NFL. In the NBA, you have individual, you know what I'm saying, personalities. And to me, that, that makes a, a huge-ass difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it kind of sucks, man, because, you know, he's not really, he's not guilty. And, I mean, he's not innocent either. You know what I mean? Like, they got text messages and shit that popped up that they were talking about. I I haven't really seen all of it. I'm just kind of going off of um, cliff notes that I've that I seen. But, I mean, they got, like, text messages that was released and shit like that. And I feel like, you know, the least that they could have did was kept him on the team until they found out that, you know, he was guilty of the shit. Because now if he ain't guilty of this shit and don't nothing happen to him, now it's just going to look like they was like, well, let me wash my hands of this shit just in case. And they didn't do their due diligence to find out. And I feel like if you are an organization like that, man, especially the Patriots, you know what I'm saying? They, they're so meticulous all the way down to the coaching, to the playing, to the, you know, to who they got out there on the field, all kind of shit. I would figure that they would at least do enough research to know. And and I'm just going off of, like I said, I'm just going off of pure assumption. Um, I'm not saying that they didn't do the research. I'm just, I, I just feel like that they didn't. Um, so what I'm, whatever I'm saying right now is really not a fact. It's just more so my opinion. Um, but I feel like that, you know, they should have did they, they part, man, and really found out what was going on, actually investigated this themselves before they got a chance to get any kind of call from, um, you know, the actual league itself or maybe, um, I guess, the authorities themselves on whether or not he was guilty or not or whether or not uh, he had anything to do with the actual allegations. But, um, you know, for them to let him go so early and for them to kind of like, you know, leave him hanging, man, because it's like they took a chance on him and the chances they took on him was, it, it seemed like for a minute that it was fucking worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like he came out, he, he showed his ass and did his goddamn thing. And then, I mean, shit, since he was with the Patriots, the motherfucker been quiet. He really ain't said shit. He really ain't did shit. He ain't really been on social media talking crazy or none of that shit. And then, boom, out of nowhere, they was just like, nah, I want to fuck with you no more. Which, to me, was kind of shitty, man. And, uh, yeah, man, so to, I, I think it was today or either early yesterday, he just kind of said, hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I quit football or I quit the NFL. I want to play another NFL game. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be tough, man, because he was a, a real good player. And you know when you don't when you don't have those kind of personalities out there on the field anymore, but you know you just 
yeah, you just kind of miss out on everything, man. So it kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? But um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, the authorities, um, how can I say this, man? The the blicky uh no longer has the stiffy. Um, for those who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Daniel Hernandez, aka Takashi Six Nine. Um, this nigga is telling on uh, every goddamn thing. I mean, this nigga is bringing up niggas who fucked with him in the third grade. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga is a goddamn snitch. Um, now before. Everybody get to saying, hold on, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying, blah, say blah, whatever, we want to talk about it. Uh, this nigga is affiliated, so yes, he's a snitch. Um, he's not a citizen. Let's go ahead and get it out. We can't we can't go off of, and I, I, I think I even said this a long time ago. I don't know. We I, I got to go back and listen to a couple of them, but I think I even thought that he was... You know what I'm saying? Like a civilian. He wasn't like an actual gang member. I thought it was all a ploy. Comes to find out this nigga was actually initiated and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga was a real live fucking blood. And of course he wasn't, he wasn't in this shit. Like when I say in it, I mean like he wasn't really about that life. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he was just a little motherfucker really trying to make some money. And you know, he just... He found the right persona, man, and, and, like, he thought that persona was going to last a long fucking time, even though he had a lot of motherfuckers that, you know what I'm saying, were, were very much older than him tell him that that shit would get nowhere. Uh, like, Charlemagne the God and Fat Joe even actually told him because Fat Joe was was actually saying in, um, in, in the old podcast that he had, how he was kind of proud of him because, you know, he was a Latino in rap and he was trying to show him and tell him, like, you know what I'm saying, you got a real big chance to really make some noise in, in the game and, and you could really make some changes and be an actual, um, be an actual staple, but an actual role model for, you know, for young, I guess, other young Latinos coming up that want to be uh, rap or hip-hop artists. Um, but... As you can see, man, motherfuckers don't listen. A lot of people don't take heed to, to words that are given to them. And it just goes to show you that a lot of these motherfuckers are idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of them are fucking slow, man. I, I don't I don't know what to say. It's, it, it's shocking as shit to me, though. It's just like, you would think, right, that when you are in this position of, you know what I'm saying, when you are in this position of actually having some sort of fame and and, and money, and you actually where you want to be, like you, you your goal and your and your objective was to become a famous rapper or become famous or or you know what I'm saying get some money, and then you become one of the guys who are actually on the forefront of. And at the time he was like a lot of people could say that he wasn't. I mean the shit was trash. Don't get me wrong. Like the music was horrible. But at the time, with the attention that he was getting, yeah, he was on the forefront of New York rap and New York music. And uh, 
the only other person that was like spearheading that besides him was fucking Cardi B. And everybody else was kind of like, you know what I'm saying, like just put on the, you know what I mean, on the on the on the back burners. You had like the the under I I don't I don't like saying underground really cuz to me it's not really underground. It's like uh I don't know, man. I I I guess I could say the lower tier people or the lower tier tier artists. You had lower tier artists who was in the, you know, in the communities and in, in New York really doing their thing and really, you know what I'm saying, get uh garnering their audience and really building that shit, but for the most part, like he was either in interviews at Hot 97 or, or 105, just like Cardi was. Uh, he was getting interviewed, like I said, by guys like Fat Joe. He had the recognition of a big time artist. And then next thing you know, man, like this motherfucker turned around and he fucked shit up. And next thing you know, he he's on the stand and he getting he bringing in people like Jim Jones. He brought some shit up about Trippy Red, Cardi. Uh, they said Cardi B, but I didn't hear him say shit about Cardi B. So I personally don't know about that. But it's uh, rumored that he brought some shit up about like Cardi B. I even think um, he said a few other people's names that didn't have shit to do with nothing. And to me, uh, I was listening to. Oh, what the fuck? I forgot what I was listening to, but whatever it was, man, they were talking about industry plants. And um, they even said it like, yo, they thought that 6ix9ine was an industry plant. Now, a lot of people will probably be like, nah, there ain't no way he could be an industry plant because, you know, uh, he was he was too, too in the streets. He was too involved in the streets, uh, so on and so forth. But if you really pay attention to it, I mean, it's kind of looking like this motherfucker was a real live, uh, yeah, it's kind of looking like he, he was a real live industry plant, like, for real, for real, like, the shit that he talking about, the shit that he doing, the, uh, the situations he was in beforehand, like, uh, he was... He was getting Chief Keef and them in trouble and shit, fucking with them and beefing with niggas who ain't really need to have a beef and like just all kind of wild shit. But uh, it, it was just odd to me after a while. I mean, somebody else said some some shit that really made me think. And they said like, if you pay attention to the motherfuckers that he beef with, uh, he usually beef with motherfuckers who already been involved with the law, like as far as like having cases or like felonies and shit like that. He always be for the motherfucker who already getting, you know what I'm saying, who already getting fucked over by, you know what I'm saying, by jails and prisons and shit. Like, he was fucking with, like, Casanova, I remember for a minute. Him and Cash had beef or some shit like that. And Casanova had just got out, you know what I'm saying, like, and started his career. So just to have this motherfucker just randomly fucking with shit. I remember like he went the day he was talking about he was in Chicago fucking with Chief Keith and all this other random shit. Uh he even went to the west side and was talking crazy to a bunch of motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, man, you know, it just it just goes to show, man, we gotta stop being so and I say we because I'm also um I'm also guilty of this. But we, as the hip-hop community, as, as consumers of it, first and foremost, we have to quit being so accepted or, or accept, accepting 
of motherfuckers who just come out and get a nod from, uh, you know what I'm saying, like a big name artist, and then we, you know, just go along with that shit. Because for a minute, you know what I'm saying, 50 was rocking with the nigga too. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a bunch of niggas who kind of, you know what I'm saying, gave him a nod and, and threw him some love, like Fat Joe. That was one of the reasons I even started listening to the nigga, because when I seen he was on the shit that Fat Joe was doing, I'm like, well, shit, this nigga must have something, because, you know, a nigga like Fat Joe, he a thorough, you know what I'm saying, he a thorough guy, man, as far as the rap shit go. I don't know him personally, but, you know what I'm saying, as far as the rap shit go, you know what I'm saying, he a thorough-ass artist. Like, I, I ain't really... Never seen Joe in no bullshit. I ain't really never heard him about, you know what I'm saying, heard about him being in bullshit. And so, you know, when when Joe actually spoke up and said some shit for, you know what I'm saying, and, and did some shit with him, I'm like, man, let me look at this cat for real. And then I started seeing him on, like, Breakfast Club and, and Power, uh, I mean, Power and, and um, Hot 9-7. And he was doing, like, other shit with, you know what I'm saying, other radio stations and shit like that, doing different interviews here and there. I'm like, man, let me check this dude out. And at, at first listen, the music is horrible. But then when you go back and listen again, it's not the music, it's his lyrics. Um, He's not really talking about shit, you know what I'm saying? But his style and his energy and, and you know what I'm saying, the way he get on the beat and the way he kind of you know what I'm saying? The way he, excuse me, the way he kind of laid out on the beat, to me, it kind of reminded me of, like, M.O.P. And I'm not comparing him to M.O.P. I'm just saying, like, it had, like, that that essence of M.O.P. in it. Now, if, like, if he actually had lyrics and he could really fucking spit, I really think, like, that nigga would be compared to M.O.P. You know what I mean? Like, even though that's a group, but just the way that they approach a beat, just the way that they are actually on the beat, if you actually listen to that music and the style that they rap, like, he kind of got that same fucking vibe. And the, the beats that was actually, you know what I'm saying, given to him and he was actually spitting on was really the hardest part about his music. Like, without them fucking beats, he really would have been a fucking dumpster fire, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. It, it sucks to see, um, it sucks to see hip-hop being being used in this way, you know what I'm saying, it's, I don't know, man, we, we gotta find a way to, we gotta find a way to fix that shit, and, you know what I'm saying, if you're a hip-hop artist, man, you really gotta do better, like, and when I say do better, I mean, like, you really gotta start putting your heart and soul into your music, and really giving the best product that you feel like, uh, is available and really start taking criticism as criticism and, and not getting so emotional about people saying, hey, man, that, that shit is trash or they don't like it or not getting so hung up on people who like it. You know what I'm saying? Like really expect criticism from people, especially if you got the nerve to really ask people a criticism. Like for me, um, one, of, one of the people that I really fuck with is uh, my guy Phantom from, uh, from Florida. You know what I'm saying? You can follow him on Twitter at the real phantom, D A uh, real phantom, all one word, no spaces or nothing like that. Um, but usually when he drops some shit or if he puts something out, um, every now and then it ain't every time he drops something. But he always, you know what I'm saying, shoot me a, a message or some shit like, "Hey man, check this out. I really want to know what you think of it." And 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I give him my honest opinion. And I'm able to actually give him my honest opinion and tell him, you know, I may not like this, I may not like that, or I love this, I love that. And he takes each, each whether it's, a, uh, whether it's a, a criticism or whether it's a compliment, he takes it and he rides with it and he accepts it. And, you know what I'm saying, if he agrees, he agrees. If he disagrees, he disagrees. But whatever it is, he never lets his feelings get in between it. He actually fuck with it and, you know what I'm saying, he appreciates it. And to me, like, when you got those type of people that can give you honest criticism or honest compliments, I think you should be able to have those around you. So, you know what I'm saying, that goes, just, you know what I'm saying, just to me saying that, you know, when I say artists do better, I mean, like, really start working on your craft, man. Don't just, you know what I'm saying, think because a couple people fuck with your song, like, that's the shit. And then, you know what I'm saying, you can also be critical of other people's shit. Like, I'm not talking about hating. I mean, literally being critical and complimenting other people. Like, really, you know, if they got some good shit, let them know they got good shit. Start supporting one another, but start supporting motherfuckers who support the culture in general. Don't just support them because they got a million fucking followers, bro. Like, support them motherfuckers because, you know what I'm saying, like, they really about the fucking culture. You know what I'm saying? But um, continuing on to motherfuckers who are uh, in trial or going to trial, um, uh, the ex-cop in uh, from Dallas or the ex-Dallas cop who shot um, the the black man in his apartment. I think his name was like Bokum Jean or Bokum John or something like that. Um, yeah, she murdered him in his apartment. And she, I remember the story had went that he had came home, he noticed that uh, his door was kind of open or whatever, and he walked into his apartment. She then, uh, I guess they had words, and then she then murdered him. And then after that, she spoke with a few people or some shit like that. And then she wrote a report saying that she thought she was at her apartment and she was kind of hazy or something like that. Whatever had happened, she basically, I felt like she lied and said that, you know what I'm saying, she didn't understand where she was or she didn't feel that she was in the right place or whatever bullshit excuse that she came up with. Um, I felt like she thought she could get away with it because she was a cop. And I think they were involved some kind of way. I think they were like friends or that like they were dating or some shit like that. Um, but she murdered that man at the end of the day. Um, her trial actually starts tomorrow, uh, which is Monday, probably the time you're hearing this, so today. Um, but I hope that, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that we can get some fairness in this, some, some sort of justice out of this shit, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? We cannot keep allowing, um, you know these civil servants to have the the power that they're alluding or alluded to have. Um, they're civil servants, bro. You know what I'm saying? We pay the, the, the taxes that we pay help pay their salaries. You know, um, it's, it's innocent until proven guilty and not guilty until proven innocent. You know what I'm saying? Um, due process, you know what I'm saying, all of these laws that we have to protect us from um, 
from just the the the, the uh, abuse of power that they that they're showing are you know what I'm saying are available and it feels like we don't have that luxury you know what I mean it feels like we don't we don't have that that op, that same opportunity that a lot of other people have for instance you have um Felicity Huff who just got like 14 days for for basically uh fraud you know what I'm saying I mean if you really want to break it down to a, to a simplest shit she she got 14 days for fraud and uh if you don't if you guys don't know what I'm talking about Felicity Huff was a part of the group who um she was a part of the group who all started um basically lying their way their kids way into some of the major colleges in the country uh i'm sure that you know what i'm saying you can look up the information and find out the uh the names and the rest of the people who were involved but it's just i mean it just goes to show you just the disparity man that's that's going on in this country you got these you got a lot of people saying that this shit doesn't exist and it's clear that it does. You know what I mean? Like, um, for, they, it was a uh, it was a lady who had also did the same. Well, she didn't do the same thing because she didn't really pay for it, I guess. But she had switched her. Well, I guess she did pay for it because it was a private school or something, I believe. And she switched her address so that way her kid could get into uh, a better school. You know what I mean? That, that, that her kid, her child can have a better education. And she gets five fucking years. And of course she's a black woman. She gets five years. Felicity Huff, uh, because she is not only just a white woman, but a rich white woman with um, a, a successful husband or a successful baby's daddy or whatever. I don't know if they're married or not, but you know what I'm saying? They basically, she basically gets fucking two weeks and she just got to pay some fucking money because she can afford some fucking lawyers to not have to be in this situation. And that's fucked up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's bullshit because everybody doesn't have that opportunity. And if you really are going to make an example of people, um, especially, you know what I'm saying, for doing some shit like fraud, you know what I'm saying? Make the example of, make the example of the people who, who really deserve it. For instance, like, I, I honestly don't think neither one of them are wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, if you got to do what the fuck you got to do to make sure your child survive out here. And I commend both of them for actually doing what the fuck they did. I mean, yeah, Felicity Huff is wealthy, but what the fuck do it matter? If I could get my child into a, uh, you know what I'm saying? If I could get my child into a, a, a university... And, you know what I'm saying, better their chances at life even further than what they already are. I'm going to do it. As a parent, I feel it 100%. Um, as, as a black man, I really didn't like that shit because you taking away some shit that somebody else's child could have got, you know what I'm saying, who actually deserved it. So on both sides, I get it. But as a parent, like, I really felt that shit. Like, I understand. And especially the woman who got the five years. Like, yeah, I... I'm gonna I'm gonna change my child's address just to make sure my child has the best chance at getting an education and 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 you know what I'm saying at least 
getting a, a upper hand on on some on life some kind of way, knowing the the uh, the obstacles against them. Um, but going back to my original point about this uh, about the, the the female cop from Dallas, you know, this is once again, man. This just goes to show you that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this shit is just a big-ass game, just to be honest, man. Like, you got a few who... I mean, I remember that uh, the, the one lady, the one lady, she was a police officer, and there was a guy on... Uh, he, he, I think, like, his car broke or his van broke down on the, on the uh, freeway or the highway or whatever, and he just needed help. He wasn't doing nothing wrong. My, my nigga just needed help, you know what I'm saying? Like, his, his shit broke down. And then, like, she just shoot my man. She just shoot him. He need help. He ain't doing nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, she shoots him. And then, like, the dude that's in the helicopter watching everything is like, man, he looks like a bad dude. How the fuck does somebody look like a bad dude and you all way in a fucking helicopter? You can't even see this motherfucker. He on the road, stuck in the road, and he need help. As a, as a, a police person, a civil servant, you're supposed to... You know what I'm saying? Go out, make sure everything is okay. You know what I'm saying? At least you get to deal with set up some cones or some shit or a fucking flare. But nah, boom, you kill the motherfucker. You murder him. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with this with this female cop in Dallas. She does the same thing. And to me, I feel like her shit is even worse because when it's all said and done, uh, you know, if you if you really if you really want to talk about it. They, they had some type of involvement. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if they're going to try to use the, the crime of passion thing that they do. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. I, I really hope that she, uh, I, I hope she get either the death penalty or she get life. You know what I'm saying? She deserves it. Um, it was an abuse of power. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? She didn't, she didn't deserve to take that man's life. I don't give a fuck what the fuck happened. Um, she didn't deserve, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't deserve that. You know what I mean? Um, but enough about that bullshit. Um, it's Sunday and, uh, the Emmys are on Fox right now. I don't think anybody is watching that shit. I'm not gonna lie to you because football is on. And I don't think nobody really watched shit like the Emmys except for like, uh, older, older women, uh, moviegoers, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe aspiring actors. And um, I think that's about it, man. You know what I'm saying? The Emmys are trash. Like, that should be... To me, man, award shows like that, like the Oscars and the Emmys and shit, that shit is super fucking boring, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Grammys and all that shit. It's too formal. It's too, like, um, tally-ho. You know what I mean? Shit like that. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't fuck with it myself. Yeah, man, I just, I just don't see no... Uh, I don't really see a point in, like... A lot of these award shows, man, they kind of, it's kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a lot of these motherfuckers who, I don't know. Like, I heard some shit like a lot of them don't show up unless they know they're going to win or they know they nominated or some weird shit like that. Uh, to me, man, all that shit is politics. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's too formal. You know, don't nobody really want to be a part of that shit for real, for real. Man, that shit trash, so. If you watch the Emmys, I apologize or whatever, but yeah, whatever. I don't fuck with them. Um, good news, though. I actually got a chance to uh, 
fuck with two new podcasts. Um, one of them is uh, the David Banner podcast. His first episode came out this week, and I'm a huge fan of David Banner personally. Uh, I love his music, and um, really, it, it not not so much like his actual songs. Like his songs are are the shit, of course, because David Banner can actually spit, but. Um, I mean more so like his production. Like I'm a real big fan of him. Like far as beat making and production go, cause that motherfucker man, like he got a good ass ear for music. Like the shit that he be putting together, man, that shit is fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, I really fuck with David Banner as far as like beats and, and production and shit like that. Like I think that's where he really fucking shines. And um. Don't get me wrong, like, him as an artist is also good, too, because uh, that last album he put out, The Fucking God Box, yo, that shit was amazing, bro. Like, I was I was shocked that that he could really, like, you know what I'm saying? He'd been in the game so long, and for him to actually come and give that as a, you know what I'm saying, as a piece of art was amazing. So, yeah, definitely salute to him. Um, also, salute to T.I., man, his, his podcast, Expeditiously. Uh, properly titled, <laughs> uh, is actually amazing, man. I, I I've been um I had to go back and listen from episode one. I I finally got caught up. He's had some great guests on there. Um, the podcast is just amazing because, you know, what I'm saying as a fan of Ti as I am as well, um, I think that he he's very he's a very intelligent guy, man. And to see somebody who is intelligent but still so connected to um the streets that's something that you know what i'm saying you, you gotta you gotta love man you gotta fuck with that and you know what i mean like he and I, and I don't mean like connected to the streets like he's still out here like selling dope and shit i mean connected to the streets like he's a man of the people you know what i'm saying like he really he really be out here the shit when he tell when he tell them motherfuckers to boycott and protest and march and shit, he be out amongst the people doing the shit. And you gotta love that, you gotta support that. So Yeah, man, you know, it's uh it's good to see those two and David Benner is a very intellectual guy as well, man. Um he he had a, a actual lecture series where he was on tour and he was, you know, actually talking to people about, you know what I'm saying, uh his concept of the God box and, and, and other things of that nature. And, uh, you know, those, like I said, man, those are two people I, I would love to, you know, hear on a podcast. Of course, I'm glad that they have podcasts and, uh, I'm gonna continue listening. Um, if you ever get a chance, man, listen to them. David Banner's just called the David Banner podcast. And then TI's is called expeditiously. Y'all can find them on various platforms. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all check them out, man. Um, I got a question this week, right? And uh, if you want to jump in on this question or if you want to, uh, you know what I'm saying, say something about it, um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Scoots Bronson or you can hit the, uh, you can just directly send it to the show at Already Home Pod um, on Twitter as well. But I want to talk about this because um, there was this thing on Twitter that I seen about uh, some dude. He was saying that he wanted to move in with some chick or whatever for like, 
you know what I'm saying? He wanted to be with her and be her boyfriend. And, you know, he was telling her, like, I got 100 to $130 um, <laughs> for rent and bills and shit. I don't know. He's living with his mom. He's trying to move out. But he wanted to move in with the chick. And uh, he was just saying, like, he wanted to, you know what I'm saying, be together so they could support each other's dreams and goals. And I laughed at the shit, right? Because I was like, you know what I'm saying, the, the thing that threw me off was my nigga said a hundred, between a hundred and a hundred thirty dollars for, like, bills and, and rent. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I, I made the comment, like, my nigga, what you trying to rent a, a closet? Like, you can't do shit. Getting no goddamn uh, <laughs> with a hundred hundred thirty dollars, nigga. You, you can't even buy groceries like that for real. Um, and I live in Ohio, so I know for a fact, like if you in a real city, like a hundred and a hundred thirty dollars ain't gonna get you shit. Like you probably can't get an Uber with that motherfucking shit. Um, so uh, I was talking to um, somebody on Twitter. Her name is. Hold on, let me find the right tag. Um, her Twitter name is, there you go, uh, at it's Chris, um, it's I-T-S underscore K-H-R-I-S. Go check her out, man. She got a dope-ass podcast called, um, Shenanigans with Friends. Um, man, great podcast, you know what I'm saying? Cracks me the fuck up, but. Go check her out, man. Please do. Uh, let her know that Schools Bronson sent y'all. Uh, if y'all go check her out. So, we had a, um, we basically had like a nice little back and forth. And it wasn't like a, a debate or nothing like that. It was just more so, you know what I'm saying, just sending tweets back and forth. We was laughing and shit like that about the situation. And um, she made a, a statement of she couldn't. Uh, be with a dude that was quote unquote broke to to wait for him to uh, basically come up, right? And when I read it, like I, I understood what she was saying. Like at this point in time, like she shouldn't really have to worry about. And and in the context of what we talk about, of course too, but she shouldn't have to worry about like a motherfucker that's, you know, what I'm saying like living with his fucking mom. I guess you know what I'm saying. And then trying to move in with you on some type of shit. But my question was, are double standards only accepted when it comes to women? Because to me, I feel like if a man would have been like, man, I ain't worried about no chick. You know what I'm saying? She broke. I ain't worried. Fuck with no broke ass chick. Wait for her to, you know what I'm saying? Make a move. If he'd have said that, like, he'd have been called like misogynistic. He'd have been called like a woman hater and a, you know what I'm saying? And. All kind of shit. He probably would have got hit with a Me Too. So, um, my question to y'all is, uh, are double standards only acceptable for women? Um, you can, uh, like I said, hit me up on Twitter and um, on Scoos, at Scoos Bronson, I'm sorry, and at Already Home Pie. Either one of those is acceptable. Um, hashtag it. Um, a H P question. Hashtag A H P question. Um so whatever you saying, if you if you making a comment to me, um you don't have to include the question just at the end of uh the at the end of your tweet, just put hashtag A H P question. 
and um, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. So looking forward to seeing what y'all got to say, man. Once again, the question is, are double standards only acceptable when it comes to women? So, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear what you guys got to say about that, man. Um, but before I go, man, I just want to give you guys some encouraging words. Uh, I think this is something that I got to start uh, doing from now on. Um, only because I've been talking to a lot of people lately and I noticed that, man, a lot of people are going through uh, a lot of different things in life and um, really just more so more than ever. Um, but I want to talk about going against adversity. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know a lot of people are out here really trying to do their thing and, and really make a, a come up and create, uh, you know what I'm saying, their own empires and, and, and really just get out of the bullshit that they in now and make their situations better. Uh, but what I, what I really want to say is no matter what, man, um, always, always remember that there is a bottom. You know, if you feel like you're there, I'm sure there is somewhere else that is worse than the situations that you're in. Um, you got to start appreciating where you start from. I don't think people appreciate the start uh, a lot, right? You always got to appreciate the start because when you look back on, uh, when you actually make it to where you're going, which you will, which you definitely will, you're going to make it. Um, but once you make it and you look back at the start, that appreciation that you have at that moment that you made it, that kind of gets lost in the process. But always have that appreciation for the start. I think that once you have that appreciation from the start and always remember that, you will, um, I think you'll, you'll, you'll garner that success a lot faster uh, than you think you will. That pace will be a little bit quicker than, than what we think it is. You know what I'm saying? So um, just that's really all I really got to say, man. Just remember to start. Never forget to start. Um, and if you do that, I feel like you'll be a lot more successful. Um and, and you'll get to that success a lot quicker. Uh, but before I go, man, you already know what it is. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in as usual. Um, I want to shout out once again my guy Phantom, man, at The Real Phantom on Twitter. Shout out to my guy S. Foster, Uncle Washington at the Stolen Time Podcast. You can actually check out S. Foster on Twitter as well at S. Foster 8. Dot is spelled actually D O T, it's not the actual period. Um, Shout out to the Immaculate Bros, man. You can follow them on Twitter, um, at Immaculate Bros, which I don't think they use. So follow them on Instagram instead, at Immaculate Bros on Instagram. Um, man, shout out to my homeboy, Gang. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard doing this without him, but I'm trying to keep the, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to keep the, you know, in the project alive, man. Um, who else, man? Shout out to my guys at the First Class Podcast. Uh, Easy ADR and uh, my guy James, and um, who else? Oh, shout out to my homegirl Asha Owens, man, Optimistic O. Uh, y'all check her out on Anchor right now. I don't, I don't know if she actually spread out, but I know she got a podcast on Anchor called Optimistic O. So check that out. And then once again, man, shout out to it's underscore Chris, spelled with a K, not a C. Um, and check out her podcast, uh, Friends with Shenanigans. Make sure y'all tell her that Scoop sent y'all, man. And um, you already know, man. You can get me at Twitter, at Scoops Bronson. 
if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can check me out uh, at Scoots Bryanson as well. You can check me out on YouTube at Scoots Bryanson. Um, if you want to follow Gan, you can follow Gan at uh, Detroit Gan eighty four on Instagram. Uh, Motor City Gan and Gan content on Facebook and Detroit underscore Gan on Twitter. Uh, if you want to f- fuck with the show, if you want to follow the show on social media, you can by going to uh, at Already Home Pie on Twitter, Already Home Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at uh, Already Home Podcast at gmail.com. And you can always send in suggestions, questions, and anything else. Um, if you just want to say, hey, what's up, you know what I'm saying, whatever. We also, you know what I'm saying, if you want to ask us a question, get some advice. Anything that you need, man, hit us up at, at the email. And um, with that being said, man, y'all know what it is. It ain't where you're from. It's where you at. This is the Already Home Podcast. We out.